What is up, our friends from the internet? It's the Tech Guy Games Podcast, here with your host, Tony, and my wonderful, amazing co-host, Leo. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, just keep labeling, you know, keep layering on the compliments. I love it. Yeah, I I, I realized, like, I like ran out of one ones to do, <laughs> so I'm like, I'll just say them over, but two at a time. <laughs> hey, man, whatever works. Works for me. A little more get a little more mileage out of it uh and they're all true so it, it's fine uh-huh. you know like it's not like i'm telling any lies yeah yeah we only speak truth that kind here. of guy we speak truth i'm here. not that kind of dude you know <laughs> so how's it going leo how you doing this uh this week pretty good you know it uh it's been cold here up here in oregon so i've, I've used that opportunity to play some games really get into it yeah we've hit that like ideal southern california weather window for like two weeks you know, where it's like 60 at night, you can leave your windows open at night uh, and it's yeah. nice and cool. Yep. Uh, but it's like, it's like 73 during the day. So you could still like put on shorts and a t-shirt yep. and go be in the sun. Hell yeah. It's like hot, but not perfect. too hot. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah, it's perfect. This is like the best time to be in Southern California. Um, but that aside, Leo, uh, oh, I got to warn the listeners actually, because, <laughs> you know, before we get too deep into this, you got to know. Me and Leo both played a lot of VR this week, yeah. sometimes together. If you don't want to hear about VR... Uh, <laughs> Who doesn't want just, to hear about VR? Just let the episode keep playing, but put your phone off to the side. Yeah. I need the full listen to go yeah, through. Yeah, just so turn it down, play the ad. but definitely, yeah. definitely keep it play. Definitely play the ad, but uh, you don't have to listen to it, because this is going to be a lot of VR talk, and uh, not a ton of news. We're going to talk about a couple things, uh, some Twitch stuff. Uh, some League of Legends stuff and some uh, some AOC stuff, surprisingly. Yeah. yeah. But uh, but yeah, just a forewarning about what the content's gonna be. Yeah, it's gonna I know be, a lot it's of people. It's gonna be a VR heavy episode for sure. I know a lot of people do not give a shit about VR, do not want to hear it. Uh, but I think you should listen. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Yep. So, I think uh, that's Leo, accurate. with that in mind, what have you been playing this week? <laughs> well, I don't know if we want to just hop into the VR stuff necessarily. Um, outside of that, I. I didn't play a whole lot new, honestly. I beat Dishonored 2 again, which was amazing. Uh, I'm just going to talk about how great Dishonored 2 is again. Uh, I played it really a- making me feel like I should give it a play. You should. It's extremely good. You keep talking about it. It's amazing. So. I love it. I also had an interesting experience where I was playing the original Silent Hill, and I, I stopped playing it because I was like, I don't want to play this anymore. It's old and stressful and not very and good. Spooky. Too spooky. And spooky. And I had this weird sense where I was like, well, I got to play it. You know, I got to beat it. And then, and then I had this revelation like, wait, no, I don't. <laughs> Why? Why do I have to do that? I could just not play it. And that would be fine too. You know, do you ever have that internal battle where you're like, feel obligated to play something for some reason, for no reason really at all? And then, Constantly. Yeah. It's kind of, it's a very strange thing. It's a very privileged thing to be able to do, but it's also like, a, I wonder where that comes from. I am constantly in internal battle of whether... I actually want to do the things or play the games yeah. or whether I am like obligated either through like a financial commitment or yeah, sunk um, cost fallacy. Yeah. Yeah. Or being legit as a gamer. Right. Or like whatever <laughs> kind of goes through my head that tells me like, you have to play this game. You have to complete this game. Yeah. Otherwise like you're fake. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or you're not and like, who's uh, telling you that? Yeah. Nobody. I mean, I'm sure for you too, like you like horror games, you love silent Hill and yep. it's like, if I don't finish this, like, what's this I all been fucking, about? Yeah, exactly. Am I a fraud? I told people to play Silent Hill <laughs> yeah, and I couldn't even play it. Yeah, you're right. Maybe that's yeah. maybe it's guilt. Yeah, maybe it is. 
Uh, you, no guilt needs to be fe- felt about that, Leo. No, I mean, all kidding aside, though, that's the point. It is funny. It's kind of a revolution. Like, wait a minute. I paid to have this experience. And if I don't want to have it, that's fine. Like, it's just so interesting. And we get so twisted about it. Um, but, you know, I think it's just the human condition. We get twisted about everything in that way, right? You know, I think, yeah. like, like, relationships are the easiest thing to, like, see that kind of breakdown about. You know what I mean? Where, like, you know, there's no people don't have to like be interested in you or whatever right like however it goes but in, yeah. a, in a lot of ways in this, it's that same feeling of like this is no there's no fault involved with this but why does it feel so bad you know what i mean like why is it yeah. uh why does it feel like such such a such a um like uh like so treacherous right yeah. for this thing to like make me feel this way. yeah it's just it's weird like internalized expectations that are you know come from somewhere and are wholly external and yet we just kind of bring them into our own mind it's very strange yeah Humans are broken. Yeah. You I, know, I think what like, we're saying is humans are terrible. <laughs> yeah. And our brains broken. are fucked. We're broken creatures with <laughs> uh, strange mental issues. Which, ironically, is what Silent Hill is about. See? Uh, Full circle. Yeah. That's about babies with knives. That's what Silent Hill is about. That, Let's yeah, be honest. That shit is pretty scary. That shit. Oh, my God. I, I played Silent Hill when it came out. Like, I can remember playing it. And I did not make it far. Like <laughs> those babies with knives, like that. I think that made me just turn that shit off. Like yeah. I was done. Well, they're not like, even babies. No... They're like school children who are like burned. And if you get into the yeah. lore, it's like it's quite creepy. And I will say this: like it looks like shit now. Obviously, like every PS One game does. Um, but they did some really cool stuff with lighting. You could tell they were really proud of the lighting engine. And the fact that none of it was pre-rendered meant they could have very cinematic cameras in a way that was quite unusual. Because you know. Resident Evil, all those games were all pre-rendered, Final Fantasy, so they couldn't move the camera, right? Because it's just a basically a JPEG with some 3D character models running across it. But because they had fully 3D environments, they could swing the camera around and do all kinds of weird, weird like eerie stuff with the camera, and that was very cool. It's neat to see uh, how experimental that was in retrospect. Leo, you got to stop trying to sell people on this game that you can't stomach playing. Okay? <laughs> no, it's just it's an old <laughs> it's an old game that was not even great when it came out. It's just yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I feel like I talk about Silent Hill so much. Uh, did you play anything else in 2D? Uh, <laughs> I didn't play much else except, you know, quite a lot of VR, which I think we can get into a little bit later. Um, but yeah, th- those are the main things. Oh, I did. Actually, I did want to mention I played Skyrim for a while, which is what? very interesting. Yeah, it was fun. I, I did the, that stupid thing that we always do where I spent like an hour and a half modding it and then played it for, you know, half an hour. I was like, nice. That was fun. That was time well spent. Uh, I love doing that. But what's interesting about Skyrim is how old it is. You know? Like, it's aged so much. It looks like fucking shit. <laughs> and when that game yeah. came out, it was... I was so into Oblivion. I remember seeing the Skyrim trailers and, and really being blown away. I was just like, this is so exciting. And I love that game. I do. I still love it. It's, it's a wonderful game. But it's just aged so poorly. Uh, and it's not even that old. It's only 10 years old. Right? It came out in 2011? Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. I couldn't tell you specifically, I guess but that it, sounds... That means it kind of looked like shit when it came out, even. Yeah, it... I don't remember being that impressed with the visuals in Skyrim. Yeah. Like, some of the stuff... I don't know. I remember there's certain, like, parts that look very nice, right? Because the, the view distance, like, the draw yeah. distance is so big that, like, you know, when you're looking out over something that's super far away, it's kind of okay that it's not perfect. Yeah. And and I do think Jaggies were a lot more forgivable back then, yeah. like... uh. Like, especially, like, in big textures and stuff, you know, like a mountain, like, yep. you know, when it would meet it, it had kind of a, that triangle, like, you were kind of, like, okay with it. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I, I remember not be 
I'm gonna tell. I'm a hot take right here. All like right. I played, I played some Skyrim enough. You know, I was never that all that impressed with Skyrim. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a, a lot of why I'm kind of uh, lukewarm on all this like Bethesda news and yada yada yada. Like I wasn't blown away by Skyrim. I thought it was good. You know, and and some of the quest lines were very interesting, but a lot of them were not at all, yeah. and were quite I think boring. I think that's very fair to say. Yeah, uh, I thought like like the thieves guild stuff was fun, and you know some of like the the, the orphanage stuff was was, cool. was was dark and and interesting to see one time. But uh, for the most part, I found that game to be uh, pretty forgettable, and uh, and Fallout Four was just uh, a nightmare. I thought that was the the yeah. one of the worst like mass like uh, like triple A games that have come out. If it would be in my my bottom twenty, probably of like bad AAA games yeah. to get released, especially considering the marketing dollars behind it. Yep. But yeah, I was I've always thought Skyrim looked a little bad. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. I think I I was really caught up in the hype, and I I still am. I have to say, like there is a lot of beauty in that game. I think it's a really remarkable game. It really is. Like you could tell it's a a passion project, and the music's great, and like it's good. What's funny about it is, yeah, like I said, just really how all the cracks show like it looks like shit the voice acting is so bad it's really unbelievable like for a game that's only 10 years old and was a triple a production the voice acting is so bad <laughs> it's it's very odd it's just like a it's not like they didn't have the money it's not like they didn't learn their lesson after oblivion so i'm not quite sure how that happened i mean it was kind of a joke at the time right like you know we all remember like the arrow in the knee thing yeah. But like that that existed because it was a poorly delivered voice line played you know a thousand times in yeah. a playthrough of that game, right? Like it it was a joke because it was you know a reality, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's just funny after after Oblivion where the voice acting was so bad and it was such a meme. It's almost like how in the Resident Evil remake how the voice acting's still not good. It's like yeah. how yeah. come on? Did you not learn your lesson? It's very interesting. Uh, yeah. But anyway, outside of Skyrim and modding it, and like I gave myself superpowers so I could jump super high and kill everything with one hit, which was very entertaining. But uh, yeah, other than that, I didn't play a whole lot. Did you play anything cool? Um, so I didn't play a whole lot of cool 2D games uh, this week. <laughs> like how you're calling them 2D. I mean, you know, you have to, we're in a different world now. Yeah, where you're you just know. staring at some boring ass flat surface. Some boring ass flat, <laughs> flat ass screen. Um, and the things I did play, like uh, I played quite a bit of Genshin Impact, uh, which you know I don't know if I'm proud of that, but I'm still I'm still playing. That's it. interesting. I completely fell off. I I tried to log in the other day and was just like I don't. I it just didn't get its hooks into me for some reason. Even though I really liked what I played and it's very impressive, I uh, I haven't logged in in almost a week now. Have you only been playing it on your phone? Yeah, that's why. Yeah, like. I never play it on my phone now, like, because I feel like it's uh, it's too limiting as far as like the things you interact with, and yeah. looking stuff up, and you know what I mean. I feel like that game has, it's like almost too deep for that in a way, which yeah. I don't know if that's a good thing, but uh, you know, I, I have a hard time playing it on my phone. No, that's I, a fair point. It is like a, I think it's much more than a phone game, and it's just the way you're playing it. You kind of have to have the right expectations in mind. I could totally see how really sitting down and playing on a computer or PlayStation would sort of open it up to be yeah a little more interesting to explore than just like a phone game you log into from time to time it's almost like to its detriment a lot of times i'll jump in on my phone just to like collect my like daily login like uh yeah. achievement thing and then i'll 
or then I'll just wait to play it later. Yeah. So I played some of that. I played some Final Fantasy fourteen. Nice. Uh, they um uh, the new patch is out, so there's some new uh, content there. I won't get into. It. I feel like we talk about Final Fantasy fourteen all the time, but if you're interested in Final Fantasy fourteen content, there's some new stuff, a new like PVE, like uh like a large group zone, which is pretty interesting. Oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah. So some new things to earn. So if you're interested in that, you can check that out. And I played some league with friends, but uh, not a lot of 2D gaming <laughs> on this side. You mean but, like uh, a 90s bullshit gaming where you have to like look at a screen? Yeah, where you have to look at a stupid screen <laughs> and plug in a bunch a flat, of stupid cables a like, a, like a fucking baby <laughs> and uh, push all kinds of buttons. Um, but, you know, I think what I can say, and, uh, you know, I think it's about time. I played a lot of VR yeah. this week. Uh, we talked about it a bit last week. I think I kind of sold you on buying you it You literally did. Week. If you listen to last week's episode, or, excuse me, episode, you can hear me being like, eh, two by the end. Like, okay, I'll buy one. It was an expert so, sales tactic on the part of Facebook. Yeah. So before we get into uh, what specifically I played or what we played, um, what do you think of the the headset that you got it? Uh, like physically or overall? Physically and then overall. Uh, I think overall it's incredible and amazing and a remarkable value. I think the actual headset itself is not very good. It's very uncomfortable. Yeah, I agree. I think it's, uh, yeah, it's weird. It's either like way too tight. It feels very sort of cheap for some reason. I don't like that I'm constantly turning it off on accident just by like trying to adjust it. Uh, it's heavy. It's kind of ugly. It's actually like the, and it's actually like the lightest one. Yeah, you know, that's what's funny about it. Yeah, I don't think it's necessarily worse than other ones. I'm not trying to like compare it to other ones. Uh, although I will say the PSVR, for all its faults, is much more comfortable. Yeah, still uh, the best. Like to yeah, wear I think physically, it is far. the best. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that said, it's not a huge deal. Like you just have to adjust it. The straps are kind of you know a little bit gimmicky. But we were talking a little bit about third party alternatives that might help with that. As far as yeah, uh, as far as the actual value of the headset, though, and what you can do with it, it's uh, it's ridiculous. It's a it's ridiculously ridiculous. it's cheap, amazing, right? Yeah, for what it is, yeah, it's it's incredible. Like what this headset can do, especially compared to uh, other headsets yeah. I had in the past. I know I probably already said most of this stuff last week when I talked about it, um, but I do agree. You know, it's funny. It reminds me of like even the Vive. I remember like the feeling of wearing it was like you were. Like you were literally squeezing it onto your face with a strap at the back to like cinch it onto your face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, totally. And and there's a lot of that feeling in this headset too. You know, where it's like, get it against your face, get it real tight, and cinch this thing against your face so it doesn't move around. Otherwise, because the sweet spots aren't great on this one, right? Like yeah. it's got to stay pretty still. Yep. Like it gets fuzzy pretty quick once it moves. And actually like my mongoloid face, like my eyes are a little too wide for it, <laughs> even at its widest. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's always a little fuzzy for me. It's okay. It's fine. It's usable. But, yeah, it gets the uh, job done. I did find that funny it, when, like, where they're trying to adjust the lens. You have to, like, drag it and, like, pull it. And it goes, like, <laughs> I was like, ah, yeah. it feels very uh, kind of scary to do it. But it is nice they have that option. Yeah, you can see where they cut corners to get the price down on this thing. Um, but at $300, I think it's pretty incredible, like, it what is, you get it's out of it. It's ridiculous. We and I have been buying like nonstop little like gadgets and goodies for it. Like I, I've really enjoyed the like make it your own, get all the little accessories and uh, you know, and sideload some apps yeah. and you know that kind of thing. Like that stuff, I just I really get a kick out of. Yeah, absolutely. I think the um, I, yeah. I mean, we could really get into it, but I think that the third party software and options that are available for not just this one, but for this whole like 
uh, infrastructure is incredible. Like the stuff people have been working on is so cool. <laughs> I keep using these these words that aren't terribly descriptive because I'm really quite blown away by it. Like the fact yeah. that it it does provide this wireless experience seamlessly with almost no latency. I it keep it keeps feeling like there's a catch, and there's not. Yeah, I guess Facebook is, is the catch, right? But outside yeah, Facebook of that, Facebook is the catch. Yeah. It is incredible how good virtual desktop works. Yeah. You know, like, I think until you try it yourself, like, people will say, no, there's, like, no latency. I'm sure there's some latency, yeah, of right? Course. Like, of course there is uh, some, I'm sure. But I don't notice it, even when yeah, I'm looking regardless, for regardless, the experience is so good, right? Like, I'm sure you played a bunch of Beat Saber with it, oh, yeah. you know? And it's fi- it works perfect, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, there's, there's not a... Nope. Yeah, like there's not a catch there. You really do expect there to be like, well, this probably won't work. Yeah, right? like it's gonna or, drop in the middle, or like you're gonna yeah. have. I haven't had a single issue. I mean, I've had issues, but it never once was because of virtual desktop ever. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's quirks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially because it's a third party app, and you're, you know, a lot of it's in like that kind of uh, boot up sequence, yeah. right? Where it's like, yeah, you have to make right. sure everything's running and like you're logged in, and like, yeah, there's a there's a lot of stuff. So it's not for the faint of heart necessarily, but once it's up and running. It's yeah, it's pretty much perfect. Yeah, it works great. I mean, I'm using a link cable right now because of my, uh, my specific network configuration. Um, so I'm in a big house and I'm far away. Yeah. But, uh, you know, if, uh, it actually looks better in virtual desktop than it does through the cable, which is incredible. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, we're using Oculus Link, like the uh, official yeah. one. Yeah. Not the official cable. I got a third-party cable, but yeah. they all use Oculus Link, right? Uh, and yeah, you get higher, um, higher basically resolutions or higher bit rate to your headset through virtual desktop than you do through the cable. Yeah, I know they just release that, some. How is that possible? It's fucking crazy. I know. It's because Oculus, like, they they do a lot of compression on the signal because they want it to be like the single USB cable to the headset, right? Like, I mean, I do like that. I appreciate that. It's all running through one USB-C cable. That is cool. Yeah, it, it, it works well enough, but, you know, I think there's certain, like, uh, allowances they have to have for, uh, you know, bus speeds and yeah. congestion, and I, I don't know. I'm not an engineer. I don't know exactly what they do, but I do know that there's some back-end, like, developer options people have been using. Uh, that they can boost up the the bit rate, it's supposed to look a lot better, and uh, you can tweak a lot of those things on the back end, which I do think is really cool. Yeah, uh, I cool. haven't done it, but um, but yeah, I mean, I don't really, you know, I'm not that picky, I guess, at this point. You know, I think the uh, everything works really well. I think tracking's good enough for me. You know what yep. I mean? Like, I haven't had issues with the tracking. It's very good. Uh, so you know, for me, until a problem arises, I'm not going to try and fix it. You know. Um, yeah no i think that's well said i definitely run into issues with just the the many many different layers of software which again i don't think this is anyone's fault really it's kind of how i'm choosing to use it but like just earlier i was playing bridge commander that required logging into steam logging into uplay uh, making sure my microphone was uh in the headset headed for that and like set up properly then all of that before even running virtual desktop and then having to run the, like there was a lot going on and there was a lot yeah. of fail states. Uh, we got it to work though. Um, but all that to say, it's not always super simple in a way that it could be, but considering what it is and the price you're paying and how polished all the third party stuff is, uh, that's not really a complaint. It's more just a, a very simple observation of like, Hey, it's not quite as simple as you just throw it on and you're playing half-life Alex, but it's, 
about as close to that as you could reasonably expect. You know, it's funny. All the roadblocks really come from, you know, like AAA yep. people. Like, yeah, it's no, not totally. It's not third-party developers. You're absolutely right. You They're the ones wireless. who are doing it right. Yeah. yeah. Like you get these beautiful wireless connecting options that defy belief. Yep. And you paid twenty <laughs> bucks to some some guy that made it and made it work. Yeah. With some back-end side load. Yeah. And you're like, yep. oh, this works gorgeous. But then it's like, oh, but now I have Oculus Connect yep. and Steam VR running Uplay and you play running yeah. and. I took my headset off for a second and it went to sleep and I put it back on and one of these things isn't connected anymore totally and I right. don't know which so I have to start all over. Yeah, it's you never know? it's never the third party. No. That's no, the virtual issue. desktop pops right back up. Yep. It's ready to go. It's got you. You know, it's it's all these uh everyone trying to get their paws into it, you know, that really uh kind of ruined that experience. Yeah, that's a really good point. Never once has the issue been like the free cool open source shit. Yeah. Uh so oh and you know, I actually, uh, I actually ordered a accessory today. You were talking about comfort. Yeah. It's a, it's a little like back ahead crown thing. Like it's a, it's like an oval, you know, um, and it clips onto the rear band of the headset. And so it's just like a little plastic cage. Right. Huh. So it, it like, so instead of it all being like this, just strap on the back, it kind of cups your head. Uh, it's supposed to be a lot better. It's 20 bucks. So. Uh, I'll have to, I'll send you a link to Etsy yeah. where I found it. <laughs> yeah, no, please do. I do love this. Like, th- I'm sure this isn't unique to the quest two, which is what we're talking about, but I-, I do love this idea of like sort of third party almost modifying and they're almost like, yeah, completely yeah, modifiable. The, and yeah, I love the YouTube videos of these guys that are like, you know, 3d printing, like, yeah. like full shells and using, you know, Vive parts and you know rift headphones and you know all these just random yep. things and making yeah it's it's like a car you know yeah like, no totally or even like a computer yeah, uh, th- yeah. that is i'm glad you brought up the headphones because i this is gonna make me sound like an idiot but i'm okay with that i trust you all and i'm just gonna put myself out there yeah, let's do this <laughs> i really don't understand how the audio on the headset works but it's fucking awesome like, like i assume natively? there's a speaker and it's like beaming it directly to my ears somehow it's in the bands, but it's really good. So if you look at your headset, like, um, like the plastic part that comes off the band, yeah, there's like a little oval. Oh yeah, I'm looking at, at it right now. It. I see what you're saying. Yeah. So that's the actual speaker. Uh, they actually make uh, kits that slide onto that and cup the sound back more into your ears. Oh wow! So it's, so you don't lose as much, and it's not because people can hear it on the outside. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But you can always plug headphones into the side too. Right. That's always a. Yeah. And I haven't even done that. I guess that's my point is I haven't felt like I needed to, even though yeah, it's normally, pretty good, you normally know? I'd be like, of course I need headphones, but I haven't ever once been like, damn it. I can't hear it well enough. It sounds really good. I was pretty blown away by that. Yeah. People complain about the audio, but people complain about everything. Yeah, I think course. it sounds pretty good. And, you know, even the mic, like for a mic that yeah. is somewhere on this headset, I don't know where. Yeah. Uh, it, I haven't had issues, you know, like when we were uh, playing yesterday, like I could hear you fine. You could hear me, you know, like it, yep. it's not, um, I've never been like, what mic are you, you know, it's always yeah. pretty good, you know, like for, for what it is. It's all, it's all very functional and I would say even better than functional. Like it's, it's yeah. better than it has any right to be is the, the phrase I keep coming back to. And I do know it's Facebook and they're subsidizing it and blah, blah, blah. It's complicated, but overall, as far as purely a piece of hardware for $300, uh, I don't know, man. It's like getting access to full, the best of best VR for $300 with a little bit of like ingenuity is pretty incredible. I'm quite blown away by it. As someone on earlier episodes that is like down talked VR and my experiences with it, you know, I do think that they found an incredible like 
compromise to yep. open up like triple AVR and all these games and Half-Life Alex and you know all these things to you at a at a, a an amazing price point and at a like even if it wasn't so cheap like being able to do the wireless and have all this like built-in stuff and not have to have towers up and have it still track really good yeah like all these things that offers are things that i felt like these more expensive headsets have failed on like for so long you know that um that th- that's why it seems like such an incredible value right because all these things i like on my wish list are answered by this cheap device yep you know no yeah. absolutely 100 percent. it's quite it's quite remarkable it's really Are there any so let's talk games okay all right let's talk games this let's is a games podcast some, after all this is not a hardware podcast <laughs> this is a games podcast yeah. okay uh what so first what's your overall impression of the games you've played on the quest 2 and uh what have you been playing so i actually haven't played a lot yet i didn't get it until friday so i i spent a lot of yesterday as you know kind of setting up and really sort of learning about it and i bought a few games but i haven't really dived in so i'll probably have more to report on that front next week but what i have played so far is bridge commander which i had played before it's very fun if you, you, didn't, if you, you didn't invite me i'm gonna tell you but i will that. next time <laughs> it's, you're like oh we well, just got done playing bridge commander with our hey, other i just got that done playing vr you like vr yeah. tony <laughs> too yeah, bad me and my me and our other friend just got done playing bridge commander <laughs> Uh, and guess oh, you what? play we VR? Uh, oh, you, you're you, a VR you, guy too? I didn't, had no what? idea. <laughs> this fucker. Uh, but if you like okay, Star so, Trek, it's uh, it's quite cool. Do you like Star Trek, yeah. Tony? Um, oh, I, I see. See, this is why I didn't invite you. You're a hater. I could tell. No, I'm not a hater. I mean, <laughs> I, I like Star Trek as like at the level of a person that saw Next Generation in syndication randomly all over the place or like late night on tv you'd watch tng episodes you know yeah so you don't have like like, you don't have a deanna troy tattoo on your no and i don't know what the canon of it is like i don't know like um i never followed the story arcs because you know syndication would play whatever episode on any day uh i know wesley crusher is the fucking lamest (laughs) yeah uh poor guy i know Riker is the coolest Uh, dude we can't get into that we cannot get into that here but because i will go off you're really a Riker hater, bro? I wouldn't say I hate him, but he's uh he's pretty gross. He's very 90s. He's like the epitome of what the 90s thought was cool, and I don't think there's anything less cool than what the 90s thought was cool. You know? Dude, TNG needed a Kirk, bro. He needed someone that needs to than Kirk. fuck aliens. He is better right? than he, Kirk, I will say. He's much better than Kirk. But so if is gonna have Ad- a crew Adolf Hitler is fucking better than Kirk, if you ask me. Oh, hot How take. Oh, no. <laughs> Why did you say that? I don't know. I'm I just published I this. really don't like Kirk. Yeah, but I don't I, like yeah, Hitler really either. Like for the Hitler. record, <laughs> that's what I mean. Like you're like you're like, but I don't like Kirk, and it's like, oh, <laughs> oh okay. no, yeah, this is all going, this is going terribly wrong. If you're gonna have a a crew going into deep space, one of them has to want to fuck aliens. Yeah. All right, that's I think just, that's fair to say. That's just a rule. <laughs> it's just okay? how it is. That's just how it works. And if Kirk's gone, you got to have Riker there. Yeah. To uh, you know, get move his hips a little bit, right? Like, <laughs> Someone's got to do the fucking in those be, polyester suits. Yeah, be a little salacious yeah. out there. Uh, it 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 is fun though. It is it's really fun actually. I like it a lot. It's it like I said, it's extremely hard to set up, but I don't think that's anyone's fault necessarily. It's just a lot of hoops to jump through. But once it was up and running, it was really fun. Yeah, we'll do it before next week so we can talk about it. I've seen some video of people playing it, like uh, like groups of people trying it. It does look neat. I mean, I do feel like I've played similar games where it's like 
all right, you got two buttons, you got two buttons, and you got two buttons, you know, and it's like, press the one button, right? It's like, a, yeah, uh, it's a little more complicated than that, but I, I do think it, it really is a, a pretty classic example of you kind of have to be into Star Trek to enjoy it. I don't mean that in like a gatekeeping exclusionary way. It's more, uh, it, it's got to sound fun to you to be like, yeah, I was wondering, how did they like restructure the warp coils? Like, how did they do that? I always wondered. And now it kind of shows you, you know what I mean? If you don't have that uh, sort of curiosity for the franchise, I could see it just being like, what is this? I think a lot of VR, um, in my experience, like you can't be too cool for, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. I think uh, there's a huge <laughs> opportunity to be too cool for these experiences and not get carried away, yeah. you know? Um, and I think the Star Trek one is a, a perfect example of that. Like, if you're willing to pretend yeah. you're on a starship, yeah, then it's pretty amazing. Exactly. Right? Well said. I think that's extremely well said and totally accurate. But if you're just like, this game sucks. Yeah, like, this is fucking it's, stupid. I don't care. It's like, all right, I'm then why are you playing this? Chair. I'm just stuck in this chair. Why can't I, like, go fucking shoot some Ferengis? Yeah. You know? Where's my lightsaber? Yeah. Then, uh, then you're not going to have a good time, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, luckily, there is a lightsaber mod for the other game I played, which was, I think it's called Blade and Sorcery. I keep wanting to say Sword and Sorcery, which is a totally different franchise. Um, I, I haven't played that one. Is it good? Uh, it is good. It does definitely have, like, a tech demo vibe in terms of, uh, you know, there's not a lot of actual gameplay. There is some, but it, it just feels, it does feel like a tech demo, for better or worse. And to be fair, it is in early access. I think for... For what it is, it's quite polished, and I'm pretty sure it's just one guy. It's another one of those, like, just one person's passion project. So, from that perspective, it's quite impressive. I think what's interesting about it is the physics engine is a little more sophisticated than I think most VR games. I haven't played Boneworks yet, which, from what I understand, is also uh, has a lot of emphasis on that. But, yeah, I've heard a lot of good things about Yeah, I'd like to try it oh. out. And Half-Life Alex, of course, but that's like the, you know, the brute force of Valve behind it. It makes sense. Uh, as as like a fun sword and sorcery game and like uh it, yeah i like it a lot it's cheap i think it was only 20 bucks and i haven't played around with it a lot yet i think i'm only an hour in but there's a shitload of mods that's what i'm really interested in is like the modding scene for vr uh, i think there's like a whole oh you'll love this there's a whole halo mod where you can bring in the master chief and all his many weapons so i'm sure you'd that like that cool. <laughs> yeah, it's just cool right sounds yeah, really fun there... Are there sexy mods? That's what I want to know about. Uh, yeah, I actually have not dived into that side of things yet, but I'm, yeah, I'm sure there. Let are. me know what you find out. All right, yeah, let me know what yeah. you find we'll out. Do. We'll do. Okay. We'll keep you posted. Uh, give, me the, give me the heads up <laughs> when you figure out what's going on with those. Yeah. And then the only other game I've played is, um, yeah, Star Trek that. And then you and I played a game yesterday, which was a lot of fun. That's more of like so a social experience. Were you into that? Because it yeah. was, uh, it was a, a a thing, right? Like it was a I lot to ins- deal with, but once I kind of learned how it worked, I had a lot of fun. Yeah, I think the insanity of it yeah. is kind of the fun of. It. So we played Rec Room together. Yep. Uh, we kind of made a little VR date, and we're like, "What do you want to play?" And yeah, uh, first I was like, "Let's play Tabletop Simulator." Well, I jumped in beforehand and was like, "I don't know how to do this." Like, <laughs> yeah, because uh, it's, it's a big it's, barrier to entry. Well, it's like a sandbox, right? So if it's like if we were like, "Oh, we want to play." ticket to ride today right you know what i mean then you could be like okay download the game let's figure out how to play this game you know but going in and being like i don't know let's just try something it's it's a it's too crazy you know what i mean absolutely um so i was like let's just play rec room it's free it's on everything uh and it took a little bit to get involved but it did 
it was insanity. Like, like I took you into like a PVP game mode first, yeah. and people were being nice. Then some dude started murdering everybody, yep. and uh, you know, it's it's such a it's such a strange, strange place. Would you agree? I think that's extremely eloquent and well said. It really is. It's a very um, I like it a lot. It's like it's very human, for lack of a better expression. It's just it's like so human. Yeah, right? it's people at their weirdest. Uh, and anonymity, of course. I mean, I'm sure if you really wanted to like dox someone, you could like trace their IP address or whatever. But overall, it feels it's like a Reddit chat room. You know, it feels very anonymous. Uh, a lot of the people skew very young. Yeah, which is a little, you know, it's something you kind of have to navigate as someone, you know, who's in my mid thirties now. I'm kind of like, you know, that's fine. I just have a good time, but it's something you kind of have to be aware of a little bit. And then uh, it's just fucking crazy, and it's intentionally yeah. crazy. Like they just they it's make it crazy on crazy. purpose, and it's it's awesome. I really do like it. It's very interesting. It's like uh, the kind of thing where like I'm bored. What should I do? I don't know. I'll have this like crazy social experience. Yeah, like when I took you into that like quest game, the four player co op thing, like yeah, you legitimately feel like friends with those people yeah, by the end. Yeah, of, like, totally. Been... They were very sweet and helpful and nice. Yeah, yeah, you've been there for thirty minutes. You're all team killing each other, trying to get through it. Yeah, and, and you, you have know, to by... high five to res each other. That's a very nice touch. Yeah, and by the end of it, you're just like goofing off, talking talking shit to each other, yep. and you know, like it was it was a really fun it was actually super hard too. it like, was, was very hard it was shocked. way harder than i expected yeah yeah i was shocked at how difficult it was but uh yeah like i've never done those quest things before like i've seen them before but i've never tried it normally well i don't play a lot of rec room i'll be honest like i've jumped in a couple times yeah um but you know the reality is unless you're with like when we went in together it was a lot more fun than any time i've gone in by myself yeah. right and yeah, just of been course. like who wants to be friends with this old man? Yeah, exactly. That's the <laughs> like, issue. It's like a yeah, you have to go in with like a very clear design in mind, and yeah, when you're when you're doing it yourself, it sounds fun. But you'll notice too, a lot. Almost everyone shows up as a team. Like even when you yeah. are there by yourself, almost everyone goes in together uh, because it's much better. It's much more social yeah. that way. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Though. I had a good time. So did I. Um, it was a uh, pretty insane though, and you got in an argument about Trump with a child. Yeah, that so. was later, but yeah, I did. I did end up getting in like a pretty serious debate, and I and I kind of had to stop and think, like, holy shit, I'm arguing with like a child about politics in this VR game. It was very 2020. Yeah, that is very 2020. I didn't we hate it. You into- it wasn't like bad. It was just fucking weird. We gotta get you into VR chat then, so you can really. Uh, uh yeah, that's really see. That, that's what I'm it. doing tonight. Is I'm gonna finally take the plunge and just go for it. Ooh, VR chat night. Let's do it. Because that's kind of like where I'm at right now is like I live, you know, in a small town by myself and I like it. I, I intentionally did that. I like my my social interactions to be pretty um, careful and like I decide them. And there's nothing more that than VR chat being like, I have to put on this headset and then I get to have a social experience. And if it goes poorly, just take off the headset. Problem solved. Yeah, uh, it is weird because in. In other games, in, in 2D games... Uh, in bullshit I don't, games, like, you mean. In bullshit 2D <laughs> old games, uh, I don't talk to people. Yeah, I don't You know either. what I mean? Like, it's it's pretty rare yeah. that I open myself up to, like, social interaction in those games. You know, sometimes, like, if I need to, I'll type something out in chat, you know? But generally, like, I'm not interested in... Uh, even nice people, like, yeah. making friends. Yep, you know, Same. like That's just not why I'm there. If, even if Final Fantasy fourteen, which is one of the most social games, like yeah. I have one person on my friends list, and that's like my guild leader. And really, it's only because when I joined the free company, like she would 
chat me whenever I'd come online. So I was like, oh, you know, you're nice. Like, I'll chat you back. And, um, and that's kind of the extent of like the friends I've made in that game. You know, um, the reality is like, I'm not that person, but going into these VR games, like I'm always chit chat with people. I've been playing this game called, uh, oh, Population One. It's a, that's the BR, the Battle Royale game, right? Yeah. It just came out. So it's a virtual reality Battle Royale game. And I've made like 10 friends in that game already. (laughs) And like, like we are like chatting, you know what I mean? Like, like we're really, we're goofing off. Like your buds, you know? Yeah. Your buds, like you're really getting into it. And, uh, you know, it's just the way it opened you up socially, I think is so interesting, right? Like, uh, feeling like you're kind of there, right? Really means like, oh, I have to like allow for social interaction. Otherwise I'm kind of, uh, like a bad person, yeah, you know? Or, and also just, why are you there? If you don't want to yeah. be social, then what's the point? And I, yeah, but it still has that escape cord of, you can just stop playing whenever you want, you know? Like you can't get yeah, cyber can bullied always, in VR. Like just fucking yeah, take the headset always, off. You can always bail. You can always disconnect. Yeah. And I nice. think that is very liberating. Just that sense of like, hey, I'm here in this space that's shared and we're all hanging out. We're all having fun. And if at any point I, you can be yourself more, you know, because you're not actually risking anything. And I guess you could say about any sort of anonymous online interaction, but there's something about VR where it's very social and it really does have a sense of intimacy that I think, you know, like posting on Reddit does not have. It's just very, it's very social and it's very interesting. Yeah, for sure. Um. So have you played anything else in VR yet or uh, still exploring? Yeah, I'm still looking around. I played a lot of Beat Saber. I, uh, I have to say thank you again for, I, I went down this huge rabbit hole of like, how do I modify Beat Saber so I can add songs? And I'm like, all right, well, you have to download this third party mod system. You have to like go into like a hex editor and like, and I was like, damn, this is way harder than I thought. And then you in all your benevolent wisdom were like, no, dude, just download a zip file and put it in this folder. That's it. They, it's just recently they built like uh, custom songs into the system, yeah. right? So uh, I went through the same thing. I like <laughs> I downloaded a mod tool. Yeah. I was like trying to edit. I'm like, why aren't any of these mods showing up? Like, what's <laughs> exactly. going on? Like, it's so broken. And Am then I, I found stupid? a Reddit post. I found a Reddit post of someone else saying someone else was stupid <laughs> for not realizing that they built the tool yeah. into Beat Saber now. Um, but so that's kind of how I figured it out as well. But yeah, I just went through that same thing. So. Uh, so you're very welcome. <laughs> yeah, and no, it's fun though. I love Beat Saber. I think it's every time I play it, I smile. I've noticed that. Like the entire time I'm playing it, I have a smile on my face, and I think that's a, that, that's a pretty good endorsement of a game. I feel like Beat Saber is like the epitome of games you can't be too cool for. Yeah, yeah. Because totally. like, I'll definitely catch myself like on the first song, like not getting into it. Yeah, you know, and just sort of hitting. Yeah, the totally. Like, you're kind of like just using your wrist and study your whole arm. Yeah. And you're like, whatever, bro. And then by the end, yeah. By the end, you're swinging your arms. You're like, boom, <laughs> boom, like hitting yeah. the beats and like, you know, like really like feeling it. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, that shit's dope. That feels good. And I do think, you know? I bet there's a lot you could tell about someone based on their like custom imports. Um, like I'd love mm. to see your list of, of songs that you've imported in Beat Saber. I bet it's very interesting and I'm sure mine will be too. All Britney Spears. <laughs> all Britney Spears. All, oh shoot. I got to put Toxic in. I'm going to do that after this. You know, I already have. Yeah. Uh, no, mine is a lot of anime songs actually. What does but, that mean? Uh, like anime intros? <laughs> what do you mean anime, anime songs? So I know you're not a weeb, right? No, I mean, I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anime has pop songs as their intros, like the oh, opening yeah. songs I for anime. I hate that shit. No, but they're like real songs. I know. You know, it's not like, what do you mean you hate that shit? I just don't like I'm saying, I don't like the intro. It's not like Western shows where they have, like custom songs they make for the shows where it's like 
you know, like, you know, the, the song is about the show. Yeah. They just use like mainstream pop songs and make the intros bait like with those songs. Gotcha. Right? I see. It's not, so it's like, the, it, yeah, you hear the songs and they're just playing over the intro and those are the songs that are like, yeah, I like this. I want to, I want to. Yeah. They're like big bands. Like the gotcha. biggest bands make songs that they use in the anime openings, but those are songs from their albums. They're not songs that are like, sometimes they're purpose built songs, but generally yeah. it's just like sense. the most popular animes like Naruto and stuff have like the biggest pop bands or, or, or like indie bands or whatever, making songs for those shows. Gotcha. Right. Yeah. Oh, I can uh, see that. So it's just like a nice eclectic mix of, you know, interesting popular bands. Yeah. There's a certain vibe I think for anime songs. Yeah. Right. So it's like, you know, they have a similar, I think sound to them. Cause they kind of, uh, you know, they kind of like, like amp up as they go. Right. Yeah. So like, cause they're anime, right. It's like, and then it's like, ah, oh, fight scene. Right. But, uh, but yeah, so I have a lot of anime opening songs and uh, a lot of like late '90s, 2000 songs. So there's some <laughs> Fall Out Boy on there. Nice. There's some Britney on there. Yeah. Uh, you know, you got to have uh, some ELO on there because otherwise, what are you doing? Yeah, like what's you the know? point of being alive if you don't? What's the point? What's the point of breathing if you're not beat savoring some ELO? <laughs> uh, I think some Persona music on there. Oh shit! I didn't even think about that. Yes, Persona. They only 4. have. Ooh. They only have expert for the uh, Persona Five main song. I can't think what it's called. That's unfortunate because uh, I am not an expert at Beat Saber. Not yet. I can't even get it goes, and it's I fail every time. Yeah, yeah. I tried to put in. A, I put in an Eminem song, and I I was like, I love this song. I'm super excited, and it just was completely ridiculous. It was just expert like plus a million, and immediately yeah. booted up. I was like, cool, glad to have this. We'll never be able to do it ever in a million years. Yeah, just that that whole run is like that's I can't do that. So yeah, but so I guess they're not. I think this is an, a really song. amazing Beat Saber is a great example of like how because I'm I'm doing it wirelessly. So my my computer is plugged into my modem via Ethernet. I think it's Cat five, and and then streaming wirelessly to the headset. But there's you know Beat Saber does require some precision. I know it's not like a fighting game where every single frame counts. But even mm-hmm. so, like I feel like if there was significant latency, Beat Saber would be a pretty prime example of that. And there's just none. It works great. It works amazingly. Yeah, like it works just as well as the PSVR, except better because it doesn't lose track of your stupid globes every time you put your hooked. hands like two feet below your head. And you got a fat wire hooked to a box with a fat yep. wire hooked to your PlayStation. You know what yeah. I mean? Like and a giant camera. Yeah. yeah. Even on my bad setup, I tried Beat Saber because I have. My PC with a wireless access point connected to my router, and then my headset's connected to my router. So it's going wireless to my PC, yeah. back to the router, yeah, back to my headset. Yep. And, um, and honestly, other than the fact that you'll get stutters every once in a while because of that chain, yeah. when, it's at, when it's actually connected, it's fucking great. You know, like, uh, like the actual playing of it isn't a big deal. Uh, it's that it'll like, like it'll stutter because of all the wireless back and forth. Yeah. Um, but it's like, you know, once every like 30 seconds, I wouldn't play it a lot like that. But as a test, it was like, oh, like when this is connected and everything's going back and forth, like it's fine. Well, the you fact know? it works at all is really quite the fact it works at all, Yeah. <laughs> and then none of this is first party. Right. I mean, some of it party. is, but like the, yeah, the fact that all this is like third party mod supported tools is really, it's Incredible. fucking awesome. And that's why I like this whole scene, like the PC gaming scene, all that is because of this kind of thing where it's like, look at all these smart ass people who are way smarter than me coming up with these inventive solutions that like run circles around the official implementations. I think it's, it's just so cool. 
Yeah, it's incredible. So um, what what other games have you played? I'm I'm still early on in infancy. It sounds like you had that Battle Royale game, but I'd love to hear I'd love to hear more about your experiences, because who knows? Maybe I'll join you. So I will say the Battle Royale game has been the game that's like carried me away the most. Like I've definitely put the most time into that. Like what's it called uh, again? Uh Population One. Population it's thirty bucks. One. Uh it's kind of neat. Like there's sort of building like Fortnite, like you can build, but you know, you don't build you know, giant ramps into the sky. You basically can throw a wall up in front of you if you want to use it to fight or whatever. Hmm. Uh, but it's kind of, ca- I, I like that it's not so try hard, right? Like it's very arcadey in the combat. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not like super, like you can just kind of hip fire around. Like it's fun in that way. It's trying to be fun, I think, more than it's trying to be real, you know? Yeah. Which I can definitely appreciate. It's not trying to be uh, Rainbow Six. Like yeah, the original Rainbow off. Six. <laughs> yeah, you can like jump off of stuff and spread your arms and you'll fly like a wingsuit. Oh wow, that's you know, cool. Around. Yeah, it's pretty fun. You can climb on anything. So like if any surface you can just grab onto and climb up. Just so, like, like Genshin Impact. Just like Genshin Impact. <laughs> so like the sides of buildings, water towers, like if you see anything, that's you cool. can just climb it. Yeah. So it's pretty fun, right? And you can do um you can do neat things with positioning because you can climb anything, right? Like you see a guy around a corner. And instead of like fighting around the corner, he just goes up the wall, you know, and you're like, I don't yeah, know what this cool. guy went, you know, like, uh, yeah, it makes so it a little more vertical. It adds like a new dimension of play. That's cool. Yeah. It's pretty fun. Um, how does and, it handle you know, like scopes or so yeah. I don't like how it handles scopes. I don't like sniper rifles. Uh, so the ADS is okay. A lot of them have red dots. So you like, uh, yeah. if you're holding with one hand, it's hip fire. You grab with the other hand and now you're in like a, a ADS mode. Gotcha. Uh, <clears throat> So some of them you got to line up the iron sights and look, but some of them have just like a red dot, you know, so like it's, you know, like you wouldn't uh, call of duty or something Yeah. and that, you know, you can just kind of line up the red dot on people and shoot them. It's not, it's not too bad. Uh, sniper rifles, uh, you look into the scope and it zooms, but you don't have any peripheral vision. So, uh, it kind of sucks. I mean, some people are pretty good with it. I have not liked it at all. Like, uh, I, I feel like it's a bad implementation. I think they yeah. should just take them out, if you ask me, but uh, that's what it is. I can see that making people nauseous, too. Just, like, the, the uh, lack of peripheral vision. Yeah, I, I think maybe it's actually better because there's no peripheral vision, uh, but, interesting. you know, I can't say for sure. I think it's more like a, uh, like, they block it out so you don't get sick, right? Like, yeah. Uh, but, you know, I don't, man. I, I, I. It seems, I don't it think seems like you have a pretty strong stomach for VR. Like, does it? it I didn't at first. Yeah. Like, even when I first got the Quest Two, I was having a lot of issues. But then you fucking toughened up. No, you just you play a little every day. Yeah. You know, and build your uh, immunity. Yeah, and you kind of build up to it, and it's fine. Um, what else have I been playing? Uh, Beat Saber, like you. I bought Tabletop Simulator, which I haven't really played. Uh, the Lab. Did you download the Lab yet? Uh, no, I don't think so. You've probably seen it uh, when we were at work. Uh, it's uh, Valve's like VR demo oh, thing, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's got like archery, and you can go to different places. Uh, the game I like, and I think I talked about last week, was Thrill of the Fight. Did I talk about that last week? Uh, no, I I, you mentioned it? recently it's like a good workout game, which is something I'm excited to dive into. Is sort of the yeah, it more... exhausts me playing that game. <laughs> like it's a boxing game, and it's it's supposed to be a little more simmy than like some other games, right? Like you can't just throw punches. Yeah. Right. Like you got to block and wait. And, uh, I'm going to tell you, like just keeping your, your arms up and throwing these punches and trying to react and stuff. Like 
your arms are i was i'm just exhausted after a fight like completely exhausted my arms are hanging at the side of my body <laughs> like i'm my shirt's soaking wet like i know i'm very out of shape so it's a lot of it but you know it is by far one of the and you know people say they work out with like beat saber and i'm like nah not like this yeah you know, beat, like, saber. beat saber i think is a good way to get your heart flowing but yeah it's it's not the same thing i think in general most of these vr games that you have to stand for are probably a good thing for your health in general yeah. just because you're up and you're moving sure. around and you're lifting your arms yeah, better like, than the alternative which is just like yeah. sitting with your wasd fingers and yeah yeah i think that they all sort of work that way um but throw the fights just like exhausting like it it's incredible how much it takes out of you to play that game and it's like 10 bucks and uh yeah i thought it was really good for what it is you know i think it's pretty short but i try and play that like I was trying to play it every day, and I honestly realized, like, I'm going to hurt myself if I play this every day. <laughs> like, maybe every other day. Yeah. Like, my shoulders. Welcome to, welcome to your 30s, everybody. Yeah, like, my shoulders were starting to hurt. Like, I'd play it, and I would, like, my shoulders would be so, like, uncomfortable to, like, have, like, to have, right? Like <laughs> To exist. Um, to, to exist. Like, they were getting so sore that it was hard to, like, uh, you know, they just always felt awkward yeah. from playing every day. To the point where I was like, okay, I need to like take a break and play a couple times a week or something until I get a little more accustomed to it. Um, but because it's really like that intense, like it's pretty incredible. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I've said this before on the show, but I'm really excited about uh, VR and fitness coming together in a meaningful way. As someone who really likes video games and would like to be in better shape, I genuinely believe there has to be a way to make working out. Uh, fun and i think ring fit does a pretty good job of it like that's definitely a step in the right direction but i think that paired with something like what you're describing uh could could genuinely be like a pretty life-changing workout routine if like implemented correctly and i love the idea of yeah combining video games and fitness so i'm glad i'm glad to hear there's a lot of options out there i'm looking forward to exploring them the thing i think is interesting with vr is like you know i think for like console fitness games the um the R and D behind building a device to, to kind of tie those, the, the software together with the movement is too expensive for, you know, like indies to make try, yep. you know what I mean? Like, uh, like you can't make an indie fitness game because how are you going to translate those movements? <laughs> the Wii balance the board. That's how, right. Well, and even that, that was a, a Nintendo first yep. party thing. Like that still cost them a shitload of money yep. to produce. Absolutely. You know, um, where with VR, it's like, everyone's movements already being captured yeah so it's like there's a lot more opportunity to uh explore that space which i think is very interesting um so uh one last uh thing before we take a break and talk about some news is there's a, a dark side of games <laughs> that i've discovered oh in my, the vr oh space my gosh i'm so scared it's pornography oh Leo. boy so i uh I was doing some uh, some research late at night <laughs> on VR, right? Uh, no, like it's funny. Like I don't, I didn't know if I should even talk about this, but uh, I was looking at so like you know, there's basically VR porn subreddits and stuff. Yeah, and I wasn't really interested in VR pornography, right? Because like, who cares? Like it's pornography, um, and it always looks kind of weird. I'm not saying I haven't watched any. I'm just saying it's not that great. Yeah, it's not. I was it's like, not, it's not a reason to buy one. No, definitely not. But I was like, what kind of like VR porn games are there? Like, how are there not just an abundance of them, right? Yeah, I would think there and, probably are. 
And there's a few. I realize a lot of them are on um like Patreon, right? Oh, interesting. And so I, yeah. I actually I actually paid a guy ten bucks to his Patreon because I wanted to see his game. It's called Captain Hardcore. Huh. And it's um it's a funny so name. the w- one thing I will say about these porn games is they're not sexy. Right? <laughs> like Which is uh, really you could argue the one thing they should be. Yeah, I mean so <laughs> There's a couple of them I've downloaded. One's called Waifu Sex Simulator. <laughs> and the other that's like a free one that's really I do janky. respect the name. I think they were like pretty, you know, pretty clear about what the, what the product on offer is. Yeah, it's pretty janky. Um Waifu uh Captain Hardcore is definitely a better program. Uh, but it's like they're all like these kind of dollhouse style games, right? Where it's like Here's a 3D model of a girl. You can change her however you can change her hair and her her kind of look and her sizes and her her clothes and her posture and you can kind of position her somewhere and you know you can uh go to make different rooms and furniture and yeah. uh and other Im- other things in here, right? And you can make multiple ones be together. But it's very much like um you know, like, oh, do you want them to do a thing? Like, uh, set them to do a thing. And it's like, okay, yeah, you know, that like, that's fine. doesn't sound very attractive. No, to, to me, anything, it's more, for 10 bucks, I was like, this is interesting. Like, this is interesting to fuck around with. No, totally. It's, it's kind of right? like, it's like the workout thing. It is like, a, I do think the four, we're kind of at the forefront of exploration of all this stuff. And yeah, I'm actually interested in that too. Like how it is as far as a simulation and how these are like the very early days because I'm sure virtual reality pornography will be ubiquitous at some point. And well, so it's kind of neat the, to see like the baby steps of it. But I think what's interesting about it is like how will they implement like AI and like, oh, yeah. uh, you know, because like virtual reality pornography is fine, but like you, if you're just ha- watching a virtual reality video of a person it's not, it's not really doing, you know, the thing, yeah. right? Like, like what you want is like a real time interaction. So how do they like, um, implement AI? How yeah. do they, how do they create like, uh, I don't want to say necessarily believable scenarios, but, um, but create scenarios in these things that, um, that have a, a look and a feel that let you get a little carried away with it and make it yep. sexy, right? Like this thing I tried is not at all sexy. Like that was my yeah. takeaway was like, like, you know i don't want to masturbate to this at all yeah you know what i mean like like this is not doing it yeah like it's interesting to look at and it's like yeah yeah, it's like a interesting from a mechanical perspective it's like i definitely do not have a boner looking at this yeah but this is (laughs) it's more interesting than anything yeah this is zero percent like uh like doing it right but uh it's super interesting it's neat and i think the the ideas behind it and the things you can create are are interesting right like i i found it to be pretty fascinating in that way so um i would actually suggest if you know if you're interested in that kind of thing and you're not uh uptight uh to you know check it out like if if you got vr especially for 10 bucks for that guy's patreon i'm sure you could find it you know because it's just a yeah an exe file you could run but uh yeah it it especially something that's developed by one person pretty incredible kind of what it what it is and what it does just don't expect it to be something it's not yeah you know i think uh going in thinking like this is going to be the sexiest shit ever like, <laughs> and you're like nah, nah, not even close no nah, not even close like there's pornography is really good if you want that there's plenty of it right yeah. like they've already uh, kind of mastered that 
But yeah. no, no, I totally hear you. And as far as like, because the whole concept, the whole fundamental idea of VR is to trick our brains into thinking we're somewhere we're not, right? And that's so right. effective for horror, which I think VR horror is far and away its most successful application. Like it's so, VR horror is so fucking scary. It's like, it's such a, yeah, it's such an efficient way to implement that sort of amalgamation of humanity and machine in such an effective way. And I think pornography is very close to that. Like, I think it's much more complicated because you're showing someone a scary image of a clown jumping out of a closet. Essentially a jump scare is much easier than like trying to make someone feel titillated or feel like they're about to engage in an extraordinarily complex sexual interaction with another person. You know, that's very hard to duplicate. That's very complicated. Yeah. But it's still interesting to see how, yeah, kind of how that, how that's moving in, in a certain direction. And there's no question it'll continue to be developed. So, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's definitely like, it's definitely like sex acts from the eyes of babes, right? Like people right. that aren't, like, people that haven't had many, like, sexual interactions in their life that think, like, what if there's, like, big tits and girl come, you know? And you're like, no, that's not really the thing, you know? Like, that's hey, not really that's it. that's not actually interesting, yeah. Yeah, that's not it, you know, but, uh, but you know, it's it's still fun regardless for for what it is, right? Like for for its on its terms, if you understand those, yeah. and I think it's a, you know, it's a baby step, I think, into what, um, you know, we just spent all this time talking about kind of these like social connections and uh, the way that VR tricks your brains, and it's like that definitely will make its way around no to question. uh to sex and pornography and uh in some way shape or form yeah right? and Even i think I, I think that can be you know that can be implemented in very dark ways probably but also it could also be i don't know it could be a very interesting new sort of taken psychology where you know you yeah. can explore your own sexuality in a really risk-free uninhibited way that might actually change the way people know themselves or like i don't know like there's a lot of implications there that i think are actually kind of interesting and or we'll ways you that. can experience experience intimacy yeah right or like that is exactly safe and disconnected mm -hmm. and uh risk-free you know uh, risk-free and you know allows either party to basically eject at any moment yep. but still be uh or at least feel extremely vulnerable yeah. like in the moment it's like right? those social interactions we were talking about earlier right like the, yeah. the reason it's so fun and the reason you can be so open is because you can just leave whenever you want and there's no risk yeah yeah uh, is there anything else you want to talk to about VR before we uh, move on to the news? Oh, God. Okay. We we got to get to the news. <laughs> yeah, well, big news this week. Uh, all right, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, and thank you for bearing with us through all the VR. And we'll be back with a couple news stories. So, Leah, did you get in any VR porn games while we were uh, on break? <laughs> Not yet. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm opening up incognito mode and, and doing a search as we speak. Yeah, uh, just uh, you know, put it in your normal browsing. Like, who cares? Let <laughs> yeah, you're see. right. You know what? You're right. Fucking let your, let your mode. freak, <laughs> let your freak flag shine, bro. Be yourself. Just be yourself. So we got a few stories this week uh, that I want to go over real quick. Otherwise, I feel like we wouldn't be doing our jobs. I know this. I can't believe we're already an hour in. Okay. Oh, after yeah. talking about VR, hey, we but, warned. Uh, we warned y'all. It was a VR warning. Okay. Uh, so the first thing is, uh, Twitch streamers were issued tons of DMCA takedown notices today. Uh, that was on the 20th, so uh, five days ago, like uh, Wednesday, Tuesday. Um, Twitch has informed streamers across its platforms on Tuesday that it has deleted content violating music copyright laws after receiving a sudden influx of DMCA takedown requests back in June. The company sent the notes to streamers on Tuesday. In it, the company said it would resume the normal processing of DMCA takedown notifications on Friday. 
It has paused processing requests after the summer influx. Uh, the DMCA controls how copyrighted material is used online, and there are provi provisions that protect platforms from litigation should the platform remove the offending material once notified about the infringement. Twitch uses a three-strike policy for its users. If you get three strikes, you're banned. Um, so this is pretty crazy, right? Because they sent out this massive wave of DMCA's, uh, which, you know, normally they're pretty... As someone who has streamed on Twitch, normally they're pretty immediate about uh, muting infringing content or taking down content. So it is strange to me that this came across as like this massive uh, wave of requests. So for a little uh, bit, just for a little bit of context, who is sending out these DMCA takedowns? Twitch. Twitch is because it's violating other people's copyright. Yes. Interesting. So Twitch gets a. Twitch gets a request from, I assume, uh, you know, whoever owns the, uh, the content, the content holder, and uh, basically says, here's the content, and Twitch then has to take it down, or they could be sued, right, for not honoring the DMCA. Gotcha. Uh, so, some of it seems pretty random. Um, like, they didn't tell people what content was being taken down or why. Uh, it was just kind of a massive, like wave of we're doing this and you've been warned you know um it, it, not very specific everyone all the creators i saw were basically caught unaware and not sure what was being taken down or not um and a lot of them have gone to uh, mass downloading their vods and then deleting basically all the vods on their channel so nothing uh lives on their channel that could be in violation interesting huh so what do you think about this like what how what do you think is sort of the future impact of this? Like, what's the end game here? I just think we're in a weird age, right? Like, I think, um, for one, the music industry has done everything it can to not catch up with yeah. uh, modern times. It's like going right? out of its way to look like old fucking dinosaurs. Yeah, and, you know, I think, uh, you know, things like Spotify have only exposed the weaknesses and been able to take advantage of them, and that just seems to be continuing. Like, um, you know, no one's trying to find a fix for it, right? They're all just sort of yeah. pretending it's going to go away or something. Yeah. And so I think th things like these are inevitable, right? I think things like these are only going to get worse as we see uh, more and more content being used, especially on platforms like Twitch. Like, what does Twitch own? Like, yeah, there are just chatting channels or people, you know, playing guitar or whatever, but the majority is people playing video games, video games that contain yeah. um, music and, um, Video games themselves are someone's work. And, you know, as we all know, like this exposure argument gets old really fast, right? Like, like you can say like, well, that game's getting exposure. They should be uh, happy someone's streaming it. And yeah, maybe they should. But the reality is that's not how contracts work. That's not how yeah. um, content works. And, um, you know, there was a, a tweet by um, one of the Stadia dudes and everyone jumped on him because uh, he said that uh, streamers should buy their own games. And people kind of took that as like, yeah, streamers feel entitled or whatever. But, you know, my mindset when I first saw that tweet, and maybe I'm wrong, right? Like, I didn't look too much into it, is that, you know, with issues like these, um, you know, ownership is so gray yeah. that receiving a game for free and um, playing it, that that game owner, that publisher, that developer can just say, like, we don't want your content of our game up anymore. Yeah. You know, uh, you're now in violation, right? Like, uh, by, by no action of their own, by no change in how that streamer acted, um, you know, uh, using that content, 
becomes a problem or problematic and can potentially hurt their channel and their income, you know? And I think that's what we're seeing with this music. I think we're going to see it more and more with games. I think more and more people are going to try and protect their brand and their property uh, by doing things like this as more and more people make a lot of money on Twitch. Yeah, you know? no, that's a, yeah, I think that's very well said. It's, it's a really great example to me. This rings true of just technology uh, being a far outpacing law, right? I mean, this is all just such a new yeah. frontier that we're just, we're nowhere even close to figuring out how to actually deal with any of this financially or legally. And it's kind of, yeah, it really highlights it. how, yeah, exactly. It really highlights how completely unprepared we are for, we're just like, yeah, fuck it, let's do this. And then we talk about this a lot, like Twitch's weird, like terms of service and, you know, they're constantly running into this because this is all new, man. It's still very new. And it's funny to see, it's funny to see people like bumbling around in the dark, pretending like they know what they're doing when nobody does because this is all unprecedented. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's weird, right? Like, like I said, you know, we don't understand. We're in such a strange, like, uh, mindset for discourse right now is that we can't even have like conversations about like what these means or how we need to move forward. Uh, you know, I think in general, I think about with law, especially, you know, I think any kind of legislation, I feel like it's so politically charged that like, we don't know how to have any bipartisan conversation about how we need to move forward on like the real issues at hand. Yeah. And I know you might not think that this stuff or, you know, out there, you might think that there's, you know, other political kind of things we need to be discussing, but you know, all of these, everything is political, right? Any legislation, any laws, the way we govern ourselves are all kind of, uh, embroiled in this, uh, this political system. And we need to be able to have like reasonable conversations about how we move forward from these things and things like, you know, how we deal with content, how we deal with uh, laws around this kind of stuff. And I just feel like we're in such a bad place to um, to actually manage um, how we move forward on these things that, you know, all this stuff just, it just piles up, yeah. you know, like, and, and it's uh, in a bad way. Yeah. And, uh, no, totally. and yeah, I think you're right. I, imagine if like a congressperson tried to like wade into that, you know, yeah, can you exactly, imagine such right? a thing? That'd be fucking crazy, like, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be crazy, and and but those are the people that need to come up with solutions. Yeah, things. you know what I mean, and that's what's that's what I think is so crazy, right? Like, you know, oh, we're we're I don't even know how many days now we're away from an election. Like, like you don't need to be talking about Twitch streamers, you know, or whatever. And it's like, well, this is this is the governing we need them to do for us. This is why they're there, yeah. right? To to make decisions on these things, to create uh, policies that are fair for creators and users and um, and this is across all media, music and television and all these things. And so, uh, you know, but I think we're in such a, a, a tumultuous time that it's, it's so hard to find resolution to these things. Yeah. No, absolutely. That's why it's so interesting yeah. when, yeah, when you do see people of, you know, of these backgrounds really step into it whole hard and just be like, fuck it, we're just going to do it. Which, yeah, yeah, we saw, we saw this week. Yeah. So, um, AOC, mm -hmm. you guys may know her as AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, uh, she, uh, she streamed on Twitch this week. It's so funny that she streamed on Twitch, right? Uh, not because it's Twitch, but because, like, Twitch is so charged, like, politically, you know what I yep. mean? Like, uh, and no one really seemed to care, which I don't really care either, but you would think people would be like, why are you on Jeff Bezos' platform? 
you know, like earning him you'd sure, bundles you'd of sure money. sure would think so, wouldn't you? But it's yeah, very or, interesting how quickly people just completely abandon their values when it's, like, fun. And yeah, I, earning him a lot of money, yeah. right? Like, 400,000 viewers, yeah. uh, which is the third highest is, peak that's, traffic. That's fucking crazy. And that all goes to Jeff Bezos, you know, directly. like directly, right? The 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 tax evader, like it's enemy number one for AOC. Yeah, but, um, no, it is interesting. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. I've, I've but, heard very little discourse about that. Yeah, but regardless, uh, AOC streamed on Twitch with some popular streamers, mm-hmm. um, and uh, yeah, it was a big hit. Four hundred thousand viewers. Um, <clears throat> let me see if I can find the synopsis here in this. Um, did you did you watch the stream? No. Yeah, I didn't either. I don't uh, I don't like Among Us really. I'm not interested in it. I don't find it very fun. I think it's cool for what it is, but I like that sounds so so shallow. I'm like, I don't want to watch it because it's a game I don't care about. But I really I just don't find it that interesting. That said, I do like the idea of, you know, imposters and fakeness uh being sort of the theme of the game and having people in Washington play it. Like there is some delicious irony in there that I yeah, do it's enjoy. A, it's a fun game to play with friends, that's for sure. Uh, Elon Omar played as well. Uh, oh, I know yeah. Pokemon streamed. Um, there was a bunch of people. I don't know, like this. Sorry, I found the story on BBC, and it's so deaf to like anyone that was on it other than AOC. Yeah. Elon Omar. Um, I know Pokemon was on there. I know there's a bunch of other people on there, so I'm I'm sorry I'm not giving you the full rundown, but um, but yeah, I, I I'll be honest, I didn't watch it because reality is I don't really like. AOC that much like not as a person actually there's a lot of things she does that I really think are great like when she uh when she talks shit to that dude because he was kind of being mean to her on the on, at congress sure. I thought that was really good right like I think I like the fact that she kind of speaks up for herself and she's young and you know like has big ideas and stuff I like that stuff but you know I think we disagree on a lot of things as far as yeah. uh policy and as a person I'm just not a huge fan but um Regardless, uh, you know, she connects with people in a in an amazing way, right? Especially with politics. I think that's I think what's great, right? Like what's important is that people see representation from her and that's what we should expect from politicians, right? Yeah. To to be represented. And uh and yeah, I think it's really cool. I think you know, I feel like other people have done this, right? <laughs> we just had uh uh Biden Island and Anna Crossing. Right. But but I mean that's the difference, right? Is like this is very much her from again, I didn't watch it, but from what I understand, like she was streaming it and she was having fun. Yeah, you know? and that's that sounds like a simple thing, but it's not. Like she she yeah, was streaming and enjoying it versus Joe Biden, you know, having a staffer create an island Animal Crossing that he doesn't fucking give a shit about. And I'm not Greg saying Miller. AOC's yeah, Miller like do it. gamer right. number one, but the fact that she went in and you could tell she was having fun and enjoying and laughing and like you know that's a huge difference. And it's so simple. And it's incredible yeah. that more people haven't figured this out. But yeah, like, hey, making yourself access- uh, accessible to the community and doing something you enjoy is a great way to make people like you. Yeah, she's a young person being yeah. authentic and interacting exactly. with young people. Yeah, she's right? having and fun. I think that, yeah, and I think that's that's the magic of it, right? Like that, it's so stupid. What it like? What makes it so good is that it's a a, a person having fun yeah. with friends. Yeah, literally, being, that's it. Yeah, right. Like. Um, and it's so funny that that's yeah, so like that's so revolution to recreate, right. For, for our political class. Right. But they're so out of touch, you know, yeah. like uh, that's one thing I will say, and I'll give credit to AOC for is like, she's not out of touch. She's a young person. Right. And yep. she's 
she's connecting with young people because she's a young person, right? And and um and she believes the things she says, you know, like uh she's not a, a fake, you know, and um and so you know it 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 makes perfect sense to me that uh this would work for her that she would have success doing this. Yep. Uh, I don't know if she will. If she does it again, right? Like I don't know how but how good she is at streaming per se, but uh but you know it's a it's a it's a huge milestone. I don't know. If, you know, I think a lot of people want to paint this as like the future of like politics or like whatever or discourse or reaching out to young people, but you know, this isn't new, right? No, like not at all. It's literally just someone allowing people into their world and doing something they enjoy. Like it's it's so simple. It's so basic. It's the fundamentals of politics, which yeah, are I'm, hey, do you like my message? That the cool thing about the internet is it allows people to feel like they're spending time with her. Yeah. Hey, yeah, I agree. It's quite simple. I agree. And They've been trying to do this for the, forever, yeah. right? Like MTV was doing, yep. you know, Rock the Vote for, forever yeah. ago. Oh like, God, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the only difference is like there's an actual young person in Congress, right? Yeah. Like that can actually like, or in that, that can actually like exist on that level, right? It's not, you know, it's not 50 year old white men. Yeah. Like, you know, if this was. Well, yeah, like Bernie Sanders went on Twitch and everyone's like, whoa, Bernie Sanders on Twitch. But guess what? No one fucking cared because i get, i promise you if bernie sanders went on twitch and was like fucking streaming elder scrolls online and he was tanking through like some high level dungeon that would be incredible but that would mean he was actually having fun and he was like allowing people into his world i don't think aoc is like hardcore gamer necessarily but she knows among us she wanted to play it and she realized there's an opportunity here but the whole yeah the magical formula was hey let's watch uh an important smart person have fun and feel like we're a part of it. That's it. That's I all it was. For the, I think for the time being, AOC still remembers who she was before she was AOC. Yeah. Right? I think the problem with Bernie Sanders is, even if you put him on Twitch and we're like, just be yourself. Be authentic. Yeah. He what, couldn't what does stop that mean? being... Yeah. Yeah, he couldn't stop being Bernie Sanders, yeah. right? Like, and, um, you know, I think that happens to everybody. I think AOC oh, sure. will not be... I think in 10 years, the AOC we know will not yeah. be this AOC, right? Yeah. She will be uh politician aoc yep. i mean you can already see, you can already see it you know like um just yep. the way people change being in these kind of positions of power right yep. um but she's close enough to it that she can still kind of be her authentic self and i think that's that's a good thing and it's fun to interact with and i see why people uh people kind of connected to that right yeah yeah i i totally agree i just think it's interesting to point out that like this isn't new at all no this is just all. yeah a new sort of uh, insight into this whole idea but it's yeah just campaigning as usual and a new tool yeah to use, yeah right? that's all like it is a, yeah it's a new tool in the arsenal and the best use of it like a yeah. good way to take advantage of it and the right person to yep. do that right absolutely all right last story uh and this is this is hardly a story so let's just take a minute uh so you don't play league of legends leo no I, I, a, I, I i go out of my way to not play league of legends there's a new character hmm in League of Legends coming out. Her name's Seraphine. Does she have a and does she have a K pop group? She's part she's doing like uh She's doing a KDA, she's, like she's not in KDA, no. but she's like doing like uh collabs with KDA. Oh interesting. That's what they're calling it, right? <laughs> All of what this shit like calling it. this is like I hate this part of League of Legends now. Like just and this is kind of part of what it is. Just this like, no, these are real people kind of thing right like these characters are 
no, they do collabs and they're doing the, you know, and it's like, okay, like, but KDA is not real. So how is, how is this collab real? Right? Like, no, it's, it's one, it's one group of marketing people, yeah. you know, building all this stuff. Right? Like, so, yep. but so here's what it is. Seraphine put out this tweet. Uh, this was like earlier in the month. I just bring it up cause I kind of saw it late. Uh, and basically it's kind of hinting at kind of her, her frail state of mental health, right? Uh, this is before Worlds. Uh, it says, we're going to Shanghai in two days. It's finally setting in all at once. I've been working so hard. I've been trying my best to love myself, but I still can't find the confidence I need. I'm realizing I can't do this alone, and maybe I need to be the one to ask for help. So could you give me some encouraging words? I need something to believe in right now. Do you have any encouraging words, Leo, for Seraphine? Yeah, Seraphine. I, w- I would love to know, like, <laughs> who wrote that tweet? And it's yeah. so fucking cynical. Like, I don't know. It's I so I don't know. We both work in marketing. We've talked a lot about this, but that is so like, I don't think it's that immoral I, necessarily, but it sure reeks of. Uh, it's just gross, man. It just is. Just like I'm, a, I'm a te- depressed teenage girl, uh, and I'm gonna use that to like market my giant shitty sexist company. I don't know. It's, it's feels yeah. Bad. I don't know how these make it out of the PowerPoint, like. You know, like when you sit in that meeting and someone's like, well, here's my tweets for the week. I'm going to do the Seraphine thing where she's depressed. Yeah. And uh, I really think this is going to boost ROI, right? Like this is going to be a great yeah. uh, high funnel play yeah. to uh, to uh, hint at her frail mental health <laughs> and really connect, really connect with people that also have frail uh, a, weakened, uh, a frail mental state due to the current pandemic yeah. and their and loss the fact, of employment. And the absolute shitstorm that is this year. Yeah, and the absolute system of this year. I really think we're going to connect great and engage high uh, with these posts. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, it's just the grossest shit. And, it, you know, it's, I can, I can almost try and rationalize, like, what's going through their head. Like, like, oh, no, this is, this is for them, right? Like, this is some young, like, I'm hoping some young social person, you know, put these posts together. And, you know, this person makes you know, $45,000 a year and is not really that interested in the success of the company and thought this would be, uh, uh, kind of play into this character and, um, and connect with people on a real level. Right. But, and maybe they were just ignorant to the fact that, uh, that all these posts are there to drive ROI and boost sales and engagement and not for the good of the followers. And, um, but it's, yeah, it's so, it's so gross, right? Yeah. And I think it's such a good window into um into all of these kind of uh woke marketing pitches, right? Like I feel like uh I wasn't surprised by this because I feel like this has been happening nonstop for uh the past few years really with, you know, with Nike Black Lives Matter yeah. and um and you know like uh like even like uh as a fat person even like all this like uh, like body acceptance marketing and all these things. I'm not saying that those are the same as having a mental breakdown, but you know, kind of uh, playing into these these sympathies yeah. to drive engagement it's just, and ROI. It's fucking cynical. It's so cynical yeah. and it's so mean spirited, yeah. right? Like it's they know what they're doing. Yeah, you know, and I think that's what's so sad is people are weighing the benefits of these things uh, in real time and watching the reaction and it's 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 gross i agree and i think it's particularly nefarious because it is like vulnerability here right i mean the whole idea is like 
we're a giant corporation. We're making this character and she's vulnerable, you know, which is something we can all relate to, whether you're a young woman or not. Like we all do. We all feel shitty and vulnerable and like anxious all the time. And there's something about like, I'm a capitalist, but like bringing capitalism into like emotional vulnerability. It's fucking gross. Like it just leaves a nasty taste in my mouth. I could like, don't like it. There's a, there's an amount I'm willing to forgive. And if they, you know, if they've changed their profile image at riot to like uh national mental health month, you know, like call this hotline. <laughs> sure, yeah. Right? That's like, a good point. Or, or the, you know, their black lives matter one. Right. When black lives matter was the biggest thing and people were at their most vulnerable, they didn't make one of their black characters tweet yeah. about how they're feeling yep. in this time. You know what I mean? Like, uh, and I think that's the difference, right? It's one thing to be, we can we can all see the the cynicism in um you know changing your profile image or whatever right and we all kind of are just like whatever like fine but like uh trying to make it so like personal and like relatable i think is like one step too gross i agree you know 100 percent. yeah um all right anything else you want to talk about for a guy here leo i think that's a i think that's enough beating up on seraphine she's in a frail frail mental state yeah, give her right, a we fucking need to, break did you not hear what she's break. going through jeez yeah yeah i'm sorry seraphine you're you're real to me and if i, I if i see you in rec room seraphine i'll be very kind to you i promise i haven't watched a lot of vtubers so i'm starting to think that maybe these people are real and not <laughs> not just characters because uh that's what they you want know, you to believe man some of them really carried me away you know really <laughs> yeah all right, uh, is there anything you want to talk about before we get out of here, Leo? We've uh, gone pretty long today. Yeah, thanks for listening, everybody, as always. Thanks for uh, listening to us talk about VR, and I'm going to talk about it some more next week, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm going to see you guys all in the virtual world. So, you know. <laughs> None of these 2D up, fucking bullshit screens. If I don't show up next week, it's because I've gone full lawnmower, man. Yeah, I'm going to have to dive into Johnny Mnemonic yeah. style and rescue you. I've been absorbed into the virtual <laughs> space, and I'm never coming back. Okay? So... Uh, have fun out here, fucking you flat motherfuckers. <laughs> I'm going 3D. Woo! Alright, thank you guys. Uh, Tech Yet Podcast at uh, Twitter, Facebook, techyetpodcast.com for all the relevant links. Uh, techyetpodcast at gmail.com if you want to shoot me an email. Thank you guys. We love you. And uh, go play some VR games. <laughs>